0: Welcome to The Common Geeking Program, a book club podcast where each week three of us read up on a topic and then discuss it from our respective perspectives. This week (laughs) marks the end of cycle 12, meaning that one of our eight cast members has hosted an episode. Or no, each one of our eight cast members has hosted an episode. (laughs) I am illiterate. Leave me alone. (laughs) To each cycle. Says the creative writing major. Hey, hey, you can be creative and not good at things, so. Story of my life. Uh,
1: Our president is a creative writer by dictating (gasps) his tweets, and he puts out some fantastic reads.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but. To end each cycle, we have a special geek news centered episode called common briefing program a relaxed episode format where we focus on current events that veneered world and all three of us bring different stories to the table i am your host Jonavi, and i can't read and i'm joined by <laughs> jeff and colin who can uh, now talk about themselves i guess
2: my name oh, that's is that's how we do this now <laughs> yeah my my name is Jeff Lovett, and I exist, and I guess we'll get into what I'm talking about later.
1: All right. My name is Colin. My existence is less certain than Jeff's, but the probability of which can be measured on various abacai. Is that the plural of Abacus? We'll find out.
0: <laughs> ooh, we' getting into some etymology news <laughs> new and geek news. the new plural for the word abacus. <laughs> Aw, oh, shit abacai <laughs> i <I'd- laughs> It ends in the U.S. I panic.
2: I'm really curious now. I gotta watch. <laughs> Each it up. of
0: us will have a few minutes to mention what we think is important, impactful, or interesting um, in our domains. Uh. Um, and then we'll have some open discussion before we end with our rating session, in which we will vote for our favorite story and award our uh, a gold star or gold something or other to our best representative.
1: <clears throat> the plural is. Okay, what is it?
2: It's abacuses. It's like it's like
1: octopuses. Yeah, that's fair. We did find out, though, so we lived up to the promise that I set earlier in the episode. Also, I just had a bit of a meltdown because I thought, cause I said U.S. in plural, and I thought United States. I'm like, how many United States do you have to be for the name of our country to just be I? And I, like, had a mini <laughs> freakout.
0: <laughs> Colin, I'm glad you're doing okay. Jeff, I'm glad that you did not... Like, get smushed by a car. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was just some some 16-year-old who was, like, looking at his phone, who was changing lanes and didn't have his blinker on, and he just, like, went right into
1: us.
0: Well, so. I hope he doesn't do that in the future. <laughs> Same.
1: I think it's a good tone setter, because this episode already feels a bit like a car crash, so.
0: Mm, mm. Art
1: imitating life, perhaps?
0: (laughs) Oh, this is art now? (laughs) Okay.
2: Jono like, maybe, but art is kind of a strong word for what we do
1: here. Listen, I can't read, and I'm a creative writer, but art is pushing it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Let's get into it,
0: perhaps. Okay. (laughs) I, I'm out of vamping. All right. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, <laughs> you, you. I'm you going go first? first. Oh. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. How, how, how they is they
1: that do. seat? Is it hot? It's pretty toasty. Yeah.
0: Something that I thought was pretty cool is that there is an anime called Mob Psycho 100. Has like what? Um, it's about this. Sweet, socially awkward middle school dude, but he has uh really advanced psychic powers he can use Same. to defeat demons and stuff, and like move objects around, and uh, you know, he's just kind of struggling with growing up things as well as like fighting demons and stuff occasionally. And you know, it was uh, well received, pretty popular, Story but anyway, uh, season two was finally announced. There's going to be uh, a premiere release in theaters on January fifth, and that's pretty Ooh. cool.
2: Um, when was season one from?
0: I think uh, season one is like a couple years old at this point. I don't remember offhand, but people have been They're waiting on that Sherlock you know. flow. Yeah, we've been we've been waiting on season two, and
1: <laughs> it is here. Was the first season like well received? Has season two been in the balance? The
0: first season was quite well received. People who. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got distracted.
1: Yeah, I was about to say I've never seen you really lose focus quite that abruptly.
0: I'm having a day. I
1: consider you one of the more composed members of this program, oh. and that was disheartening.
3: No, I'm I'm very sorry. But
0: yes, season season one was, was quite well received. Um and fans have been kind of waiting. Season two was announced like before, so this probably isn't super new to people who have been following this, but it- I want to bring it up because I'm excited to go see the premiere in theaters.
1: That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's cool that they're doing it in theaters. Is it like just a normal anime thing or is it like exclusive to some uh, streaming service? or Oh no,
0: no. Like it's, um, I don't think it's exclusive to a streaming service necessarily.
2: Like where do you watch it?
0: Like I, just on Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I I don't know a lot about where else you could watch it if you wanted to, but... <laughs> It's um, It's going to be a good time. So, Jonavi, uh, the last episode I
1: was on with you, we discussed a, a pseudo-anime and my feelings about anime in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with that in mind, could you pitch this show to me, an anti-anime... What's the, what's the opposite of enthusiast?
0: A uh, A hater? <laughs>
1: asshole i was hoping for something a little more pedantic than that <laughs> um i'm an a- an anna hater i don't know there's got to be something some portmanteau i'm missing but uh, i was gonna say an animator but that's just not that true. different. so
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a different but you don't
1: thing
2: say, but you don't say anna fanatic you know you would say anime fanatic that, i guess
1: that's true like I don't there's know, not it's... even a
2: portmanteau for that is there Besides, i mean you're like you're you're the anti weave like I listen
1: He's <laughs> a <laughs> portmant bro. How would you? What is this, Mom Cycle or Cycle Mom? Sorry, what was the name again?
0: Mob Psycho 100. Mob Psycho.
2: That's very different from Cycle Mom.
1: Cycle Mom. Uh,
0: So Mob Psycho 100.
2: This is such a train wreck. I'm gonna cry.
1: I had it. Just like that doesn't
2: sound anything like the mother of all motorcycles.
1: (laughs) I was actually picturing someone in high waisted leggings on an elliptical. So (laughs) okay. Well, <laughs> so how would you pitch Mob Psycho 100 to me, the anti-weeb of the program? Well- And eventually persuade me to buy a body pillow with image of the character. Mm, the
0: I don't know if anyone wants that. Do you- do you identify with feeling awkward? Yes, oh my god, have you been? Yes. Have you been viscerally frustrated by being, like, feeling alone or alienated before?
1: Perhaps not alone in alien. I actually relish in being alone much of the time, mm-hmm. but when I am in social settings, I am often overwhelmed by my lack of capacity to interact with other people in meaningful ways.
2: So, what Colin said was, "Can you pitch We're- this anime to me?" And what Jonathan <laughs> interpreted was, "Let's time. It's time to psychoanalyze Colin to
1: get at the <laughs> so this anime reason- might him. <laughs> So, if you it's an effective tactic.
0: So these feelings of hey i'm not sure how to like i'm not always comfortable having a meaningful engagement with another with, with other people in social environments what if you
2: also had to fight demons
0: and i've felt very awkward and stuff before having some social and psychological growing pains and these are the kinds of things that that the main character is dealing with but it's in the context and the frame of like you know like sweet psychic power nonsense and then there's a lot of humor in the show also that kind of just like haha we can laugh at ourselves and it's the state uh- of our human um nonsense and we can also like um snap we can also snap our fingers um we can <laughs> and and we can also resolve the things that we're feeling in ways that aren't always like um aw man this isn't the easier solution that I was hoping for, but you know, it's the one that we have, and this is how we solve these kinds of problems that we're having internally and improve our lives. So it, ta- it manages to merge these more meaningful subjects with like entertaining content matter. Now, Colin, I know from last time we were on an episode <laughs> together that you had a lot of problems just with, like, visual peculiarities of the anime genre. It,
1: it is <sighs> a big part of my issue with yeah. the medium.
0: However, if you were to focus on just a lot of the particular frames that are really cool or just particular moments that people really like about anime um like oh man that is a very ridiculous face that people are making or like oh man like that was like a really badass like shot right there i think if you were to gravitate towards some of those moments you might find ways to like uh tolerate anime harder <laughs>
1: so you think i should be reading the manga
0: <laughs> i i i'm i I'm not qualified to tell you if you monger
3: or not,
1: dude. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, when watching Castlevania, my for a lot of it, it was just me not really enjoying looking at the screen. Um, okay, but, but
2: Castlevania is kind of gross looking, in my honest opinion.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, it's it's, it's also a pseudo anime, uh, much in the vein of again Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. You like that? Right? I like I like Avatar: The Last Airbender quite a lot, but it it is less conventionally anime in its styling than Castlevania perhaps is. But Castlevania hmm. was also like an English first voiced by actors I really liked and written in ways I liked. So it was it was easier for me to listen to while I did other other things. Um I, I'm curious if the presentation of Mom Cycle is perhaps <laughs> similarly palatable.
0: <sighs> Colin
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: I mean it's not um
1: Basically sub versus dub I guess is the argument I'm trying to instigate here no. <laughs> it, I, Okay. In this case do you, do you have a preference for one of the other if you have viewed it in one way or the other or both?
0: I've only I've only seen Subbed I have not okay. seen the dub. I cannot comment on the quality of the dub.
1: Are you are you a subber?
0: I, I am a subber I am a subber, but I do like read kind of fast despite the fact that I can't read but um <laughs>
1: Guess. <laughs> the fiction is falling so, apart so I mean
0: like it's not as, as distracting to me as I know it can be for like some other people they're like oh man I have to watch and read <laughs> for me I'm yeah. just like oh okay I'll read and then because I'm also blind in addition to being illiterate like I'll miss a lot of the the visual things that so, you guys you, might be more sensitive to as visually oriented people. Do you just have braille textbooks
1: and like you run your fingers over them going, I don't know what the hell's going I mean, on I here? I
0: honestly don't even know what I'm saying right now. Like it's just yeah, lucky it, that you guys are making <laughs> sounds back and like it happens to be making some sense. I've just kind of been I won't winging let you it. You not
1: flounder out there alone with your yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, cavalcade of conflicting. Comedy, yes, I pulled off the alliteration. I, I'm done. I did what I needed to do.
2: I'm so proud of you. I have a question. I wanted to know if I had time for
1: it.
0: Or okay, not. we'll Shoot. answer this real quick, and then we should probably move on.
1: We've <laughs> <Yeah, sure. laughs> um, gotten a lot of mileage out of this mommer cycle. Like something. I mean, you said that the main character
2: is kind of like a sweet nerdy guy, right? Is he like? Is he like actually like a sweet nerdy guy, or is he sort of like the kind of nice guy trope who are actually like low key kind of creeps? He's
0: not even that nerdy. He's just kind of like, because he has so many overwhelming feelings and experiences, He's begins in season one being like pretty closed off and like, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to be a good person and like not really knowing what to do. And like, so he's kind of like a very flat character initially. And then as it, as you progress, you learn more about like inner struggles of, of dealing with, uh, you know, his, his psychic abilities and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: Neato. Well, thank you for sharing. I, I am trying to be more open-minded about these genres, <laughs> which I do not patronize. I, I know I'm still a little curmudgeon about it, but, like, no. <laughs> I gave Castlevania a four out of five, and I, a friend of mine took me to see, like, a classic anime movie in theaters, and I was like, I'll do it, and it's, I'm, I'm trying, so thank How'd you. How did you like
2: it? What was it?
1: Uh, it was called Perfect Blue. It was a little weird. Oh. Um, again, like, I, I enjoyed... Some of the content of this story, but I, hey,
2: Colin, do you like Miyazaki movies?
1: I have never seen a Miyazaki film. What?
2: Uh, <laughs> They're so pretty. You should. <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch one for an episode of this podcast at some point eventually. That's my goal. Do you think
0: Colin would like uh, the Tale of Princess Kaguya?
2: <laughs> I think that one would be <laughs> It'd be a, a bit much for him. than... a harder sell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's like you know, it's got the traditional anime things, and then it's like it. I mean, it's. You can appreciate the art style, but it's not like pretty in the way that all of the other like Miyazaki movies are like really, really pretty and That's have true. The, like an incredible attention to detail. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I I feel that it was just like I guess even though it was anime-ish, it wasn't like
2: it wasn't the like the same kind of look as right. That style so I as I thought that anime. it might be yeah. different
0: enough such that like any specifically anime-related prejudice would be, like, tempered yeah. a lot by, like, oh, this is more just, like, an animated other thing as opposed to, like, just being.
2: I would not guess that Princess Kaguya would be up at Khan's particular alley, but mm. maybe, I don't
0: know. We just don't know. He may have more than one alley.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Star Trek and Sonic. <laughs> so had two, two alleys that nobody else wants to hang out in.
0: I'm okay with Star Trek. I mean, as a I just yeah, can't but... watch Discovery because it's on. But walking by Star Trek and be in. like,
1: "Yeah, that's a nice alley," and being like, "I want to hang out in that alley." Those are two different <laughs> okay, things. Okay,
2: like, okay, Colin. So you you complain about this a lot more, I think, frequently than I do about like being part of this fandom that you don't know enough people that are a part of. Just think how I feel. I have met exactly one other person. My entire life that has been a huge Transformers fan, you at least get to encounter, like, there are communities of Star Trek and Sonic people, and you do know people, like, at work who have seen, who, like, are are big Trekkies as well, right? I I suppose the
1: source of my complaints come more from the fact that I patronize fandoms that have either pretty (laughs) negative stereotypes associated with them, or entire other groups of fans who live to oppress... Me and my community. Live to uh, oh, yes. all <laughs>
3: oh,
0: no.
1: like, When was the last time that you ran into a horde of GoBots fans that were like, You get the <laughs> hell out of here, you punk.
2: <laughs> right, but I mean, it's pretty much just like everyone else. It's just kind of like cars that turn into robots. That's kind of dumb. You know what I mean?
1: Really? <laughs> no, I don't, I, think I, that's I, just I don't because... think I've met anybody who's like scoffed at Transformers aside from the Michael Bay stuff. Pat? <laughs> well, he's just salty about Beast Wars because he couldn't transform Cheetor <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well anyway.
2: Yeah. We, we should can, go we forward move on from there.
3: <laughs> wow, well, Jeff, Jeff. Speaking of transformers.
0: Yeah, go for it, Jeff. Talk about things. Yeah.
2: So today. Uh. So just just so you all know. Usually we try to record these a little bit closer to the actual air, but since we're kind of around holiday season, that was a little bit difficult. Um, so we're what, like two weeks ahead of when we're when this two one airs? Is weeks. that right? Is that right? Something, like, Something that. like that, probably. Yeah, that sounds right. I've lost. Yes, that makes sense. Because I've lost all sense of time. Yeah. yeah, so we're two weeks ahead of when this episode would air, uh, almost exactly. And I last night just saw the Bumblebee movie in theaters. <laughs> I'm ending. very
1: excited to hear your opinions on this. Have you seen it?: No, I haven't, but I want to hear your opinions because I want to see it.
2: It was really good. I liked it. okay. good. um uh, you know best of the six. Oh, for yes, one hundred percent. that's undeniable. yeah <laughs> now, you know, now, I was
1: hoping for like some weird, disgusted confused like what the of course, what the fuck it? Yeah, so I got what I wanted.
2: Well the first one has its charm, but um
1: it also has its uh uh shy
2: buff, yeah. Um, And I think in in some ways that the first Transformers movie was probably closer to a Transformers movie than the Bumblebee movie was like it had a very small robot cast,
1: which is fine. Um, It's fine. Jeff's fine with it. He's fine.
2: No, I mean, I knew that going in like I I, I kind of expected this going in was that this movie like still wasn't going to really be like a Transformers Transformers movie, but it is a live action Transformers Transformers movie that was a good quality movie you yeah. know mm-hmm. like it was a good story it was well written the characters were all likable um it didn't do it didn't fall into the same same uh, a lot of the same like kind of catering to 13 year old boy traps that the Michael Bay movies did you know like there wasn't like half naked women walking around everywhere and like you know long irrelevant shots of them looking overly sexualized mm. and There weren't, like, the Transformers weren't doing, like, crude things and threatening to kill people all the time. Well, I mean, I guess the Decepticons were, but... The Decepticons. Well, they weren't doing... They weren't being crude. They were just threatening to kill people. Yeah, (laughs) because I do
1: remember the line in the trailers, we will burn this planet to cinders. And, I mean... Right. Well, the word murder is not in that sentence, if you extrapolate the
2: idea. That doesn't bother me. It's... I'm just saying, like... Murder doesn't bother you? Even in the first (laughs) Michael Bay Transformers movie, like... Even in the first Michael Blade Transformers movie, the Autobots were like, you know, Ironhide was like, oh, the parents are being annoying. Can I just, like, terminate them? And and Optimus Prime's like, no, you can't just kill the human. You know, it was like, That sort Mm. of mentality is, like, these guys are kind of all psychos, and, like, Bumblebee fucking takes a piss on some guy's head, and it's all just very, like, you know, like, they talk about the Autobots being the good guys, but they're all just kind of, like, they're kind of assholes.
1: See, yeah, I'm (laughs) starting, some stuff is starting to click in my head because you say, like, that 13-year-old humor. In 2007, I was 13 years old, and it might explain (laughs) why I enjoyed that movie as much as I did. (laughs) <laughs> and I liked it
2: too, especially when it first came out. And then it was mostly like retrospectively that I didn't like it, you know, as like I kind of got older and gained a better appreciation <laughs> for murder. My okay. favorite murder. My Favorite murder. What's that pin? D- Why John do you have just that held pin? Up a pin that says "My
0: favorite murder"? Jonavi, do you keep
1: that so that at, a, at the point of murder, if it is
0: your favorite, you're like, you know what, this one gets the pin. No, there's a there's a <laughs> podcast I listen to called "My Favorite Murder." oh,
1: oh, oh tell. Nice. yeah oh it's Jeff's section i shouldn't i'm sorry
0: it's okay no i i only brought it up because uh now murder is topical in transformers now it is no
2: but it, it was good like the you know i like i i saw it last was it last night or maybe the night before i guess it was the night before i saw it with um Michaela, my girlfriend and uh chowder um, your girlfriend yeah chowder my girlfriend um he sat in between us. We we held hands across his lap. It was really cute. Didn't
0: but <laughs> I did not. I'm so about many that. uncomfortable
2: oh, man. images.
0: This is no longer my
2: favorite no, murder. Um,
0: <laughs> was he
2: smiling at the movie or?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we were, um, so like the first like minute and a half of the movie is on Cybertron. And I was like, fucking sitting there like jumping up in my seat the entire time because it was really exciting like every background character was a character straight out of the 1984 cast mm-hmm. um and like there was this big thing when dark of the moon came out the third one the third michael bay movie that was where, the like, second Shockwave, one. Third one
1: no transformers dark of the moon was the second one the third one was no, the
2: second one was um the fucking Revenge of the Fallen, and the third one was Dark in the Moon.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Get your shit straight, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I'm fucking sorry. I'm in your alley now. This is not the and alley don't I'm used to, me to in my own alley.
0: <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. In Jeff's alley, we all poop in straight lines. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so anyway, um,
2: so in Dark of the Moon, it was like a big thing where a lot of the hype for the movie was that a an iconic character, Shockwave, was going to be like one of the main villains. He's purple. He's British. He has one eye. He's got a gun arm. He's very, very specific looking and acting. Do they
1: have Britain on Cybertron?
2: No, but they don't have America either. And the rest of their accents don't seem to bother anyone. So. I'm not going to get into the details
1: of my argument. It's going to be a waste of time.
2: Well, okay. In the Michael Bay movies, they learned English when they got to... By
1: scanning the World Wide Web.
2: Not talking... I mean, there's lots of fucking... There are lots of fucking shows and movies where aliens just inexplicably can already speak English in various accents.
0: Totally aware. Or it could be like the Teen Titans thing. Like, Starfire has to kiss people to learn the language. So, just robots smooching
3: people. Right, just
2: Optimus Prime has to just like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes. but, oh my god, this truck is hitting me.
3: It's
2: running me <laughs> over right now. It turns out he's just learning English.
3: Oh um, no. <laughs> ah, we're back but, to more. So there was murder. a big thing in Dark know if of
2: I the I Moon. I can handle this. <laughs> so there was a big thing in Dark of the Moon where where Shockwave was supposed to be the main villain, and then he had he was in like two scenes, and then he had like zero lines in the entire movie. He said "prime" once, and it wasn't even a British-sounding "prime." He
1: was just like "prime." And can then, you and can you s- tell me the difference between how Americans say "prime" I, and how British I'm, people say "prime"? Because I'm pretty sure it's kind of the same.
2: It was just kind of a growly. Okay. Middle. Anyway, because um, like. The original Shockwave from the cartoon has, like, a, like an old man, British-sounding voice. He's just... I, I can't replicate it. I'm not going to try, but, um... Oh, very
3: posh. <laughs>
2: but he wasn't... He was in, fucking, like, one shot of this movie, and they gave him a line, and he was British, and I was really fucking excited. And he, like, he looks much more like Shockwave than the one in the Michael Bay movies did. And there was, like, a scene where Soundwave was there, and he had the fucking, like, you know, ravage come out of his chest like cassette style. Yeah, I
1: saw that in the in the in the trailer. And so-
2: I was just really excited about all of that. And then and the best thing, I didn't know this from the trailers cuz they they kind of left this as a reveal. And I guess slight spoiler alert for the beginning of the movie, but they start off the movie before Bumblebee loses his voice. And he has a really good voice. Like his voice acting was was really well done. He acts like the character kind of should be. And he you know, he's just like He's just a nice guy who's kind of like a, you know, a plucky Autobot warrior. And then they, like, they show the scene where he gets his
1: voice box. Plucky warrior. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, they show the scene where he gets his voice box removed by, like, one of the Decepticons. But, like, in the beginning of the movie, he's, like, he talks. And it was actually, like, really nice to see that, you know?
1: So, I have a question. Since we have two minutes left on your section, too, I want to slide in with my question. Yeah, hit me up. Which, a couple episodes ago, you and I were talking with Pat. About Transformers and the toys that made us, mm-hmm. and you were mentioning your excitement over the fact that it seemed like the representation of all these iconic characters was based on their Gen One, like nineteen mid nineteen eighties representations. And what I saw in the trailers, like the Optimus Prime in here, looks like that boxy original yep. figure. Was that as close to the source material as you were hoping? And how did that impact your viewing experience?
2: Well, um, all the kind of side characters that mostly got cameo reveals were very close to how they looked in the Generation 1 cartoon. Like, all of the Decepticons that were around in that scene and all of the Autobots were 100% recognizable as characters that I know. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Bumblebee is, does not really look that much like he did in the original cartoon. Like, his, the, in the original one, the, the front of the car is his feet, not his chest. And mm-hmm. the, the hood of the car is his chest mm-hmm. and he also has a mouth but like you know we knew that going in right like they, they, they were trying to keep it at least a little bit similar to the Michael Bay design so that it like it's, it's yeah it's kind of left ambiguous as to whether this is like a soft reboot because there are things that contradict but there are also things that contradict in all of the Michael Bay movies that are like hard set supposed to be in the same timeline I mean, so uh,
1: about five years ago uh, Paramount and Hasbro announced their intention to make this like at least they had at least eight more films planned and that was three films ago yeah so they've been trying to turn it into a universe i think it just took them a while to like get michael bay's hands off the directed <laughs> yeah. bullhorn get away
2: from me <laughs> and usually usually it bothers me when things don't kind of stay true to the universe they're supposed to be a part of but with this movie i didn't care at all in fact i i wanted every little bit of evidence that this was not connected to the other the michael bay universe as possible because like those movies are kind of a train wreck and it would be kind of since this is a prequel story it'd be kind of sad if we have this t- nice touching story and then we realize that it eventually ends up being you know the plot of the michael bay movies like that's kind of sad
1: i think that they are explicitly trying to make that connection because in the first bumblebee trailer you hear the <clears throat> line from bernie mac no, selling yeah to no, that. It,
2: de- it references a lot there is like they have Sector 7, which was a big part of the first Transformers movie, and there's, like, an offhand mention where John Cena's character, like, refers to one of the agents who's a lot younger as Simmons, who is, like, the main... Uh... Simmons! Yeah, but there are also things that contradict. Like, in The Last night, uh, they revealed that Bumblebee was, like, present during World War II and was, like, fighting... It, it was a whole weird thing, which I yeah. think was originally supposed to set up the Bumblebee movie, but then maybe plans changed and they had it set in the 80s instead. But, like, that, that is not, like, in this Maybe movie... Maybe they're going
1: to do a, a Star Trek 2009 thing where they do a soft reboot in canon. In
2: this movie, that was the first time that Bumblebee had been to Earth.
1: Yeah. And that was okay. pretty clear. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool.
2: It's, it, I think that it was purposefully left ambiguous as to whether or not it connects. Because at the end of the movie, he does take on, like, the, the Camaro that he was in the, the start of the, the first movie. So it's like, but also Optimus Prime is on Earth. And Optimus Prime was not on Earth at the beginning, beginning of the first of, movie. Yep. You know, All right. There's no mention of the Allspark or anything like that. So it's like it's left ambiguous. Um, yeah. What was your original question to that? Was oh, did the designs look the same? Well, Bumblebee looks different, right? Because he's based on more based on the Michael Bay exi- design. And then the two main villains, Shatter and Dropkick, the Decepticons
1: are
0: not Whoa. based on any previous characters. There's a character called Dropkick. Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: that's a good that's a very good name it they're is I know that's a great name
0: you know they're, they're kind of
2: one-dimensional characters but they do have more personality than the Decepticons usually do mm-hmm. in the Michael Bay movies okay so I, I liked them as characters even though they weren't based on any like previous Transformers characters but that's like kind of par for the course when it comes cool, to new cool, Transformers cool. media all right, all right and maybe,
1: media. yeah sounds good Shall we move on to
2: Colleen?
0: Colleen, You've changed his name now? (gasps)
1: Yeah. Jeff is an executive producer of this program, and unfortunately, (laughs) he can change my name at will. But I'm also an executive producer of this program. So Jeff's name is Fart Tickle, (laughs) and we're going to move on with that. Oh, I thought
0: we were just going
1: to... Wait, I thought that was... But Pat is tickle shits. (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, he was called that by a fan who is not an executive producer of this program.
2: Happy fart tickle and tickle
1: shits. Okay, then uh, uh, stink touch. Oh, no. Stink touch is is close to fart tickle, but far from tickle shit. I'm Mr. Okay with stink stink touch. Mr. Stink Touch the Beard Wielder. Now we are going to talk about no, another title, another film that opened recently with a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but is not Bumblebee first thing I'm talking about and I got a couple small things I want to chickity chat about um, I saw a film called Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse oh,
2: really? I thought I had a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes
1: uh, they were both at a 98 last I looked um, okay. these numbers may not be true at the time of this airing so have either of you seen I have not
2: seen it yet is, All right. Is, on all of the movies that I had to see this uh, over the break that is second on my list second to Bumble I, I so Bumblebee one, I assumed that Bumblebee
1: would be at the top yeah, so, I think
2: that objectively Spider-Verse will be a more enjoyable movie, but, you know, I can't not. <laughs> you have loyalties. <laughs>
1: so yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, Spider-Man
0: into the Spider verse
1: I'm just going to start with my opinions because this is not a normal episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. It is easily my favorite Spider-Man movie. It mm-hmm. might be...
2: Are we, are we, uh, are we thinking maybe, maybe nomination for Best Animated Picture?
1: Uh, I'm certainly hoping so, not just because of its, like, unique and gorgeous style, which I did some reading about, and it's really interesting, the amount of work that went into getting this sort of comic book look to the film, mm-hmm. um, but beyond that, I felt more compelled and entertained than I have by, like, any Pixar movie, maybe since Inside Out, um, yeah, and Pixar I Yeah,
2: Pixar so- kind of went downhill after Up, op- or after Toy Story 3, rather.
1: And I- and it's and that's not to talk shit about pixar i love the inside up i love coco
2: oh yeah is really good
1: like ralph breaks the internet came out recently i saw that and that was a good movie but into the spider-verse from start to finish i was much more compelled there wasn't a single moment of the movie where i was like bored i just always wanted to see what was next i enjoyed the aesthetic i enjoyed the voice performances i enjoyed the story I think that I'm, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that kept me this riveted throughout. The previous was probably Infinity War, but that was for very different emotionally compromising reasons. Right, and,
2: like Infinity War had a lot of exposition allowed to it before.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. it was a totally different situation. So the basic premise of Into the Spider-Verse, for those who may not know, is it is an animated Spider-Man film following the ultimate Spider-Man of Miles Morales. A half black, half-Latino, Brooklyn native high schooler who becomes the Spider-Man of his universe. The conflict is that um you can probably recognize him in the trailers, Kingpin, the villain Kingpin, is trying to it has some weird particle accelerator nonsense machine that is causing the universes to overlap. And as seen in the trailers, we get at least six different spider people in the film.
0: Spider people.
1: Namely Peter B. Parker, voiced by Jake Johnson. Uh, Spider Gwen, Gwen Stacy, you get uh, Spider-Man Noir so he's voiced not supposed by
2: supposed to be our original Peter Parker.
1: There's some stuff in the movie I don't want to talk okay. about that'll okay, explain okay. that. Um, Spider-Man Noir <laughs> as voiced by an all-time career high performance by Nick Cage.
0: What <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nick Cage is in this?
1: (laughs) An angsty Nicolas Cage voicing a black and white Spider-Man who speaks only in 1930s idioms.
0: Yes! And
1: there's some fantastic jokes between him and Spider-Ham, the Porky Pig-styled Peter Porker voiced by John Mulaney.
0: (laughs) Okay, now I have to see that. Before I was like, I'm not sure if I should see it. I feel like I have to now. Do they have,
2: but Colin... But do they have spiders, man?
1: They do not have spiders, <laughs> man. man. No. Uh, the post credits is also the best post credits of any Marvel movie I've seen. Uh, you need to stick oh, around man. for it. Uh, th- so the whole premise is all these overlapping things, and with so many characters, and with such a uh, 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 I don't want to say a loud animation style, but an, an extremely overt look Stylized. to the movie,
3: yeah.
1: where its design is meant to evoke comic book feels. You have some some like hatching effects. You have like dots the way that dot matrix printing or I'm probably not called dot matrix But like the dotted printing yeah, yeah, yeah. for colors to to affect Stippling. shading
0: Come pooper Um
1: is visible on a lot of the lighting and uh, Each spider-man from a different universe including like SPDR the the uh, the penny parker the anime girl with the giant spider robot friend Like they're mm-hmm. each animated in their own style and it is 3d animation but they the way that they exported everything here was they use like a different color profile to actually export things and some different rendering technologies for each character so the if you freeze frame any moment of the movie it looks like a comic book but the fact that it's moving in 3d makes it feel like an animation Mm -hmm. and the actual animation of the world is kind of almost photorealistic at points and it seems like a lot to have at once but It all feels incredibly focused, playful, (laughs) colorful, and enjoyable. That's
0: really encouraging to hear, because, like, one of the things that I wish would happen more in animation in general was, like, successful coexistence of different styles in the same piece of media. So, like, this is exciting to me.
1: It's the thing that initially grabbed my attention in the trailers was a shot of Miles Morales jumping off of a building and falling into New York. And it was an upside-down shot of him moving upward across the screen and an upside-down New York skyline getting closer to him in slow motion. And it was such a captivating image, and I think the entire movie holds up on that promise in a lot of interesting ways. Um, And getting to the story, it's it's also surprising how they have so many story elements bouncing around, but it is also cohesive around Miles' journey. And I felt more connected to his experience in the film than I have any other Marvel character recently um spider-man homecoming very good i think this kind of blows it out of the water in a lot of very important ways yeah i mean it's a different i would go so far and i have to see it again this could easily be recency bias influencing me this might not just be my favorite spider-man movie this might be my favorite marvel any marvel franchise movie ever that's why i was so taken by it i was so blown away um it it's got, it's uh, worth seeing it's, yeah, it's really, worth seeing it's one i want to watch again just to sit and enjoy and i don't have the time to do that a lot lately but i would gladly spend it on this movie
2: i'm yeah i'm really interested like yeah I, I, i'm really excited to see this movie but i'm also really interested like what comes around Oscar season because like it's produced by Sony and people have gone on record in the past saying that they only nominate, they like the judges for the Oscars don't even like watch the animated movies. They just pick whatever DreamWorks and and Pixar put out that year, which is like how the Lego movie got slighted, even though it was like easily the best animated movie that year. Not that the big Hero 6 was bad. I
1: think that this, this may be a different story just because of the, uh, one, the attention it's getting. So the ninety-eight percent uh, top-grossing film for I think at least two weeks in the United States. I think that's enough to to hopefully get their attention. Uh, but two, the the unique style is 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 something that Lego also had going for it. But this is the first Whoa. movie I've seen, I think, since the Lego Movie where I'm like, I haven't seen this aesthetic. Regardless
0: before. of what it's wins, it sounds like it's winning something. <laughs> Whether or not it's.
1: Yeah. It's even if it's not an yeah. Oscar. But I, I'm
2: just saying, this is going to be interesting in tandem with the eventual controversy over whether or not Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture because they, they like barely ever give any credits to superhero movies. And this is like the first one that's
1: like. They're, I think they're, yeah, they're, I think they're trying to introduce a new category specifically for blockbusters.
2: They were, and then people had so much backlash towards that kind of cop-out answer that they decided that they weren't doing it so it'll be so i'm interested to see how they'll handle it yeah
1: it's not the only thing i wanted to talk about very briefly um uh i don't i i was gonna i was thinking smash bros jeff i know you've been playing smash bros but yeah, i think I that that might need its own episode for us to really <laughs> yeah. sink our teeth into that so uh, to be continued. It's fun. I like it. I like it quite a bit.
2: But honestly, like it's it's about what you'd expect. You know, like there's more new. There was more newsworthy stuff in the lead up to Smash Brothers. Now that's not, true. Yeah, now it's actually released. You know.
1: Yep. Um. What else? Uh. Very soon we're getting season two of Star Trek Discovery. But right now we're in the mm-hmm. middle of what they're calling uh short treks. So they <laughs> are giving us four fifteen-minute shorts of extremely high production value in the lead-up to the season. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little side stories in a more typical original series Trek vibe, where it's just like, hey, here's a little story, or parable, or morality play, or just character investigation. That's neat. And we have three of those so far. The next one is going to be starring and directed by Rain Wilson of The Office fame, <laughs> who, who played uh, Harry Mudd in season one of Discovery, and he's so, so deliciously fun to watch in that show. Um, but he's got his own 15-minute short coming up soon. But we've had shorts that uh one investigates one of the main characters saru in his homeworld because he mentions like hey my my planet is uh it has a binary food chain where you are either predator or prey and i am the prey and i'm so lucky to have gotten off that fucking planet and we get a little 15 minute video that uh just kind of shows how he got off the planet and it makes you respect his character a lot more we got another one set a thousand years in the future of this guy who like sort of falls in love with an AI on a ship. Not quite her style, but in a really fun, cutesy sort of way. And the first one was just like an escaped alien infiltrates the ship and one of the people has to like help her off and she turns out to have this crazy backstory. But I think this, uh, with more Star Trek series coming up, such as the animated Lower Deck series uh, and the Captain Picard show that will be set in his future, and Discovery Season 2, which looks great, I think that this approach to world building is something I've low-key always wanted from a franchise like Star Trek, which already has a huge world, but instead of having to take away from main plot lines and divert script economy to these things, this is a fun way to, one, keep me paying for their membership, thanks, CBS, (laughs) but two, also to, to give me ways to engage with this that feel as substantial as the show, without necessarily diverting or uh, changing my commitment to it. And I think that they've all been very good. I'm excited to see the fourth one. But for anybody who, like, is interested in Star Trek, this new series is great, and these four videos are the kind of things I want to see in the future. It's very good stuff.
0: you know. Thanks for sharing.
1: No problem. I think that is the end of my section. Okay. So, goodbye. Uh-huh. I'm having trouble with the improvisation this time.
0: That's okay. I, I just have trouble in general. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Flesh bags, for your contributions to our broadcast.
3: Uh-oh. Let's now determine
0: whose stories were the most important or most impactful or most interesting. And vote for the winner of this week's Gold Star Student Award. Award. I, 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 I'll I start, because well,
1: I'm pushy. You, should we decide on what the award will be before we go around the horn? Oh,
0: that's a good point. How about um, the
1: the high high waisted legging elliptical lady? Oh
0: no, no. <laughs> yes. No. The, the, the mom, cycle. mom cycle. The golden mom cycle. <laughs> there's too many. There's too many objects in that image. When you want
2: to be a badass biker, but you don't use enough protection. Mom cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need. I I I would watch that show though. Or a mom cycle can just be the the, the title of the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
1: I was gonna lobby for that if nothing else.
0: Oh man. Okay. Well, how about uh? We can we can go with a cycle. We can go with a cycle. A gold cycle.
1: Gold cycle, it is. Um. So, Genevieve, if what are your opinions on this? My
0: on on who I'm gonna vote for?
1: Yeah. Like, what? Whose whose stories did you enjoy more? Oh. And and and, and why? And why would you vote for them?
0: All right. Well. Um. I'ma vote for Colin because I enjoyed hearing about your enter the but spi- in, uh, p- p- into the spider-verse. Um
1: Enter the Spider-Man.
0: Uh, um Enter the Sandman?
1: That's kinda what I was thinking, yeah, oh, apparently. Okay,
0: I understand now, but not too hard. <laughs> um <laughs> I understand just the right amount. amount. <laughs> enough to proceed.
1: Don't I'm not confused enough to interrogate. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm... I am I thought you were pretty articulate when you were talking about, like, what was so good about it, and I was persuaded from being like, eh, maybe I'll probably go see it, but then I'll probably flake out because I'm substandard. So um, but then I was like, oh, no. Now I do have to go see it for realsies. So, you pushed... You've convinced me. <laughs> Excellent. So, that's why that's why you got my my verbal validation that is I, I i am excited to hear that
1: i have persuaded somebody on something finally it's been years <laughs> and i've made an impact i can retire now happy and alone
2: <laughs> um yeah i mean i unfortunately for me i think i am also of the same mind I uh, I think that Colin, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm most interested about Into the Spider-Verse. Um, not even just like seeing it, but I'm I'm not that you not that I wasn't the one who brought this up, but. I'm really interested to see how how it causes some Oscar drama if it does um, But it just looks like a really Ooh, fun movie and Jeff in it for the tea. Walls,
1: yeah so. I think you're gonna laugh out loud more at this movie than maybe any other Marvel film like no question. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun in pretty much every regard So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Pine is in it. I didn't realize that until after but Chris Pine oh, does, really. such, does such a good job. Yeah anyway mm-hmm. Um, cool, I guess, uh, well, while I am the recipient of the Golden Mom Cycle, I do not want to discount, uh, my vote, for some reason, I don't know, but I have to do it, so, uh, Jonavi, I greatly appreciated your tailored presentation of Mob Psycho 100 to me. And, and that, I'm not saying that I earned it or deserve it, but I appreciate that kind of presentation and, and attempt to convince me to think about certain forms of, of media that maybe I am biased against. Uh, that said, I am biased against anime and much more interested <laughs> in seeing Bumblebee. So thank you for your hard effort. But Jeff, you have my vote just because I, I like your subject oh, you. more. That and, bait and
2: switch Colin. A little
1: bit. A, li- <laughs> a little bit. It's a
2: good bit, movie. I would recommend
3: it.
1: Uh, it's also partly because I enjoyed our Transformers conversation so much in episode, I think, what, 92, 93, uh, 92. 92. Uh, I enjoyed that conversation so much that this seemed like the logical follow up I was waiting for. Uh, so it gave me a little sense of resolution on. On that note, as well, as well, as well, as well. well, well.
0: the uh, rejected elf that J.R.O. token left on the cutting board. This <laughs> 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 is like a chill
1: dude, bro. <laughs> Feanor, as well, get the fuck out of <laughs> Valinor. Oh, <God. laughs>
2: Oh, uh, who, who won 93, 94, and 95, Colin? Do you know? Who got the what? Who won 93, 94, and 95? Do you know? I don't know who won
1: 94 because I haven't listened to the... Oh, wait, yes, I, I did because I, I edited, edited that second of it, right? part of that. Um, I think that was Ryan that won. Do you know what? Uh, I don't remember what he won, but I think Ryan won that episode. Uh, 93, it was Laura. Uh, 95... Ooh. Was, I think, Jonavi, that was me, right? I won the Castlevania?
0: I believe you did, yes.
1: Yeah. Damn
2: it, Lord's passed me again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At some point, we need to start rating because we've had different members for different tenures. We should start rating it by, like, ratio of episodes on versus episodes one. Well, they should be (laughs) way past me. (laughs) Okay, fair. But, like, cumulative count versus ratio. That'd be a fun cycle topper in the future as the as we see impending changes to the program. Impending right.
0: changes. Alright, we have rated ourselves. Now let us talk about you, listeners.
2: We're gonna rate you.
0: Each cycle,
2: we <laughs> track Today people you did okay.
0: <laughs> who engage with us online and enter them into a Good raffle. Good job with them ears. The winner of which gets to choose the topic for a future episode. Mm. We'll now be using a D8. We will now randomly Select an entry and the winner. All right, Jeff,
1: I have the list, you have the die. I want you to go ahead and hit me with that sweet roll. Yes. Uh,
2: I got a five.
1: One, two, three, four, five. That's going to be Riley Barnes.
3: Riley Barnes. Riley Barnes,
1: you have been selected to choose the topic for a future episode of the Common Geeking program. We'll reach out to you once this episode airs. And anything that you would like us to discuss, we'll discuss. Uh, Within reason, one time Keenan tried to talk about porn and we had to change it. <laughs> it, was a, it
2: was kind of a smutty comic. I think porn is kind of a strong smut. word. There were porn
1: ads all over Give the website, and, and when but. I saw that, I was like, no, we're doing <laughs> something else. They
2: it,
0: start, can glut. it
2: started off as a porn, and then it just changed to a comic thing, I think. But
1: the, but the actual ads on the... There were porn banners everywhere, oh, yeah, and I'm it like... It was
2: definitely on a
0: porn yeah, website. And I was it like, was heated, not porn. I
1: am not directing our <laughs> listeners to pornography.
3: <laughs>
0: That about rats it up. Thank you for listening to Common Geeking Program. I am your host, Jonavi. Don't find me or look for me. I am been joined by. My
2: name is Jeff, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at things I wish existed, and there is a dot between each word. Um, I also have a Facebook and a YouTube <laughs> that are just under my name, but nothing really happens on there, as I've said pretty much every time. So hurrah. Mm-hmm. My I name exist.
1: is Colin Ketchin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sonic ColinK, S-O-N-I-C-O-L-I-N-K. And I'm probably going to be trying to spend a little more time on Twitter as time Sonic goes Colin. forward. I, lo- I look forward to engaging with fellows and peoples out there.
2: Just the fellows, yeah. not the ladies. Colin doesn't like talking I, to the I females. I say
1: fellows as a gender-neutral term, like <laughs> fellow, fellowship. Like, not like, hey, fellas, but literally fellow.
0: (laughs) That was very uh, 1930s of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: not quite the Nick Cage I was going for, but it's the Nick Cage I got.
2: Perhaps it was the Nick Cage that you
0: deserved. (laughs) Okay, be sure to turn in... (laughs) tune. I can't can't do anything. I'm very upset today. Okay. If you
1: like us and follow us, you can pick an episode, but we are very done with this recording. Is that a good summation? (laughs) Well,
2: yeah, the the next episode.
0: Uh, Oh,
1: shit. I always forget that, don't I?
0: When would the next episode be... When's this one airing?
1: Um, Uh, Here, I've got
2: the schedule open. Please.
0: Jeff, please fill in.
2: The next episode is airing on the 11th of January, and it is hosted by me. It's a listener pick episode, which may or may not already have been recorded. Um, We're going to be talking about the Adventure Zone balance. That was picked by uh,
1: listener Jonas Hassan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes.
2: That is absolutely correct. Yes. And it was will was slash will be a fun time.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: Uh, yeah, please f- follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Geeking Program. Any engagement such as sharing a post, tagging us or tweeting, hashtag CGP will enter you into this Raffle. Reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a critical help to growing the show, and we will read new reviews on the air. We will do it. We w- we will. Like we'll, I don't we'll think do we have any dramatic no. readings. Didn't yesterday. It'll be great. Anyway, thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing, existing in general, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Woo, we sure will.
1: Toodaloo. This episode of the Common Geeking Program is hosted by Jonavi V. Iyer, joined by the representatives Jeff Levitt and Colin Ketchin. This episode is sponsored by my cat, interrupting the recording to which you are currently listening, you got anything else to say, buddy? I guess not. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt, with this episode edited by me, Colin Ketchin, Ketchin, cool, and featuring original music also by me. Next week, we will be talking about The Adventure Zone, The Balance Arc, and we hope that you join us then. Stay engaged online, and you could pick an episode just like that all yourself, and we would love to hear from you. Until then, thank you for listening to this. But the actual ads on the. W- there were porn banners everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I'm it like. It was
2: definitely on a porn website, but it itself was yeah. not porn. And I was like,
1: Keaton, I am not directing our listeners to pornography. <laughs> Here at Mom Cycle Studios, <laughs> we have <But> class. See,
2: <laughs> see, now you've just given Riley a challenge, though. <laughs> uh, he has to find something that's just
1: unacceptable. Well, it could have been
0: educational,
1: like infinitely approaching porn but never reaching like
0: there was there was that time that the supreme court of the united states tried to ban like smut and stuff and then because of free speech they couldn't do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so like you could have talked talked about that there's ways to talk about porn in an educational way
1: (laughs) it was more like hey listeners i'm not trying to put a virus on your computer
0: that's fair um I I I I would also not advocate for uh infecting people's computers but like <laughs> if you wanted to have a good good porn content that did not sound correct if you wanted to talk about <laughs> porn <laughs> My <laughs> <By> good point. <laughs> In a productive and, and um, family friendly educational way.
2: After episode 100, the Comic Geeking program is turning into an audio only porn series. I am uh, very
0: uncomfortable with that. I'm sorry <laughs> I talked about this. You didn't know what you're signing up for. No. no actual
1: sex, but going to be a lot of vocal improvisation. It's mostly a practice. To create random scenarios that simulate the experience of accidentally playing porn on a Bluetooth speaker in the other room.
2: How can you make an audio podcast sound as much like porn as possible without using sounds from any real humans having sex or otherwise? So, I have like, cats. can only use... Uh... No. No living creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, do not have sex with your cats. No! No!
1: No, no, no! Not the implications! <laughs>
3: I
2: don't know. (laughs) I think that's where we went. That's where you went. That's not where I went. I'm not going there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, sorry, this turned into a topic about a discussion about post- This is probably also gonna be a
1: post-credits contender.
0: Maybe we should just cut it for real. That's maybe not
1: a bad idea. Save everyone. (laughs) I'm okay with that decision if it gets made. Am I editing this? Probably. (laughs) Yes, you are. Cool uh outro right. outro sure. please
0: that about wraps <laughs> it up thank you for listening to common geeking program i'm your
3: host of I could, yes. Interesting. Well done. That's ridiculous. I hate it. How do I sell? Okay, no, that's too loud. I gotta back up. I got to
1: back up. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, some exciting news to share with you. Matt took me through Reaper and what he set up, and we're going to do a little more tweaking. It's going to make editing so much easier for okay. everybody. It's so good. Swag. It lacks some of the features I have on my phone, but it has all the stuff we need from Audacity, and it actually is fast. Like That's good. With your editing processes, Jeff, we could probably get you down to a two,
3: two and a half hour edit. Like, I'm not kidding. But even just the time it takes to listen to it twice is longer than that, right? Well,
1: I mean, if we're talking like an hour (laughs) long, this episode is probably going to take like an hour to record. If we get around that time for all episodes, yeah. Because basically what you'll do a few pre-production steps that kind of set it up. And mm-hmm. then you just have to listen through, tailoring it as you listen. Listen again for proofreading. You're talking two to three hours. Yeah, that'd be great. It's it's great. I'm very pleased. I
2: still I'm have to pleased. edit my half of uh, of ninety five or whatever for tomorrow.
3: Mm. that'll be
2: that 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 draft's probably gonna be like at least a day late. I'm assuming. Which five.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't know how Matt's doing on his half,
3: but I think he's do Yeah,
2: all right. Um. Do you want to... Oh, I can open a chronograph. Oh, I've got one hmm.
3: open already. It's only been going for one day. Because I ah. recorded yesterday. Oh, cool. Okay. Either. I'm on the one you started, John V. Oh, okay. Did the you proletariat beef. it in, beef? Did in you the sketch chat. chat. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see
2: it. I do Set not the living room it.
1: to 50%. Hey, Siri, set the living
3: room to 50%. I do not see this so called chronograph. Check the map detail. Ah, uh, that was Siri on my watch. You made Siri mail? Yes, I did. Lovely. That's fair. Yeah. I'm also thinking, Jeff,
1: for the sake Wait, of organization. Did
2: you start this chronograph like an hour <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Sorry, that what were you saying, Colin? Mm hmm. That doesn't sound like a tasty combination. <laughs> oh, that's Okay, that's some better. That, okay, yeah. that <laughs> it would be odd It's not like the worst, most unheard of
2: thing in the world though I mean I guess I've never heard of it But it doesn't sound as unheard of as like You know, something It's like not you're, like, you're, fu- you're not like fucking dipping sushi in milk Or some weird shit like that,
3: you know <laughs> Jesus Christ
1: <laughs> Raw fish oh. but hot milk
3: Gross.
2: I made a pot of Kool-Aid. You don't <laughs> make a pot of Kool-Aid. <laughs> Hot Kool-Aid. You've got some homework to look up after we're done recording this. It's a- it's a YouTube video.
3: <laughs> I did this for you!
2: It's a classic. Uh, uh do we want to clap sync at some point?
3: Yes. Uh, yeah, okay.
0: I started to record. Hold on, I gotta put my milk down. (laughs) Oh,
3: snap! Okay. Alright. Ah, chronograph. Just wanna go, like, at 710? Yeah, we can do that. That's six whole (sighs) hours from now. You're right, my bad.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna wait here, waiting to clap.
2: I almost missed it because I made that joke. I I forgot to be like watching the seconds and I looked up and it was like eight seconds. And I was like, oh, right. That's a thing.
1: <laughs> That'd be fun for the editor to hear recording as Genevieve and I are clapping madly and you're just sitting there chuckling pedantically to yourself.
0: <laughs> is that a pedantic chuckle? I think that's more uh, manic,
1: I thi- personally. I thi- it sounds manic to us, but perhaps that is Jeff's expression of pedantry.
2: I wasn't giving the example. I was just laughing at the joke that Colin made.
1: <laughs> Even, I just think that it was a real world example.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into this so that let's do it. Yes. John, hey, John, have you you've done a have you done
2: a common briefing program before?
0: No. Or like been in one? I have not. Have you Been in one? No. Oh, okay. <gasps> <Just laughs> this wondering. is exciting. <laughs> yes.
1: So. Yeah. So the way it's gonna work is we don't introduce our topics and domains unless we like want to. Mm-hmm. We're each just gonna get a ten minute section where we, we discuss our own shit, and then we go to ratings, and that's it.
0: Okay.
3: Sounds super simple. Sounds cool. Yeah.
2: So it's basically like you know, you you do the reads,
3: but we're it's it's mostly a, a hostless affair. Okay. Neat. All right. Let's go.